0: Welcome to this episode of Amplify Your Impact. Today, I have Mario Pai on with me. If you guys don't know Mario, first of all, go listen to episode number 24 on this podcast because Mario's a repeat guest. I think maybe possibly my first repeat guest i feel guest i feel like i've ever have interviewed someone else twice but i can't even think of who it would be so we're just gonna say you're my first one i'm so, the first one <laughs> so definitely go check out mario's episode this that episode was over a year ago and um it's it'd be really cool for you guys to listen to see where mario was at Um, and where he is today, which is going to be what this episode is. So we're going to talk about what Mario's got going on today, but quick, quick intro for, for Mario. He's a multi six figure online coach. He's helped multiple two CC winners create their high ticket offers. He's a top affiliate for Dean and Tony's KBB program and just overall genuinely an awesome dude. So Mario, (laughs) welcome back
1: to the show. Thank you. It's awesome to be back and it's great to reconnect
0: yes so um i don't want to focus too much on like your origin story like i normally do when i have guests on because like i said people can go back and listen to that episode but let's focus more on like what's happened since then and um and actually i mean we can brush over whatever we need to but let's also talk about like what you've got going on now and then we're going to dig into some high ticket offer advice for the listeners so um awesome What have you got, what, what has happened in the past year for you?
1: A lot has changed. So I I became a dad nine months ago, uh, which was amazing. Uh, And it's, it's definitely a learning process. It's a growing process. Uh, I, it's helped me to refocus, you know, kind of the whole, I used to be all about the hustle and grind and now I'm like, no, no more of that. No more hustle and grind. Like prioritizing things in life and setting boundaries for myself and uh, definitely treating my business more like a business and less like a, an all consuming thing. Um, which definitely helped me get it off the ground at the beginning, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. now it's time to like stabilize. Um, and it's like, since then, you know, it, what I teach and, and who I've been helping has changed a lot too. Uh, Cause back then it was more like affiliate offers or some little courses here and there. And after you know this past like this during this past year i've done a little over it's been multiple six figures. it's over 200k i don't know exactly know how much Mm -hmm. um but it's it's all been in the high ticket space and helping people who have authority who have like you know an expertise that they're working on um to help package it and teach it to others in a in a very impactful way and charging what they're actually worth um, to get those people to, you know, invest and commit and actually take action on the, uh, on their knowledge. Um, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, been a crazy change. That's,
0: that's a bit of a shift, right? Because, you know, affiliate marketing is, um, I, I, I'm actually not totally familiar with like actually doing affiliate marketing, but you know, yeah. obviously we know it's like other people's stuff. Um, but it, but from switching from affiliate marketing to, going into like launching your own high ticket offer and helping people launch their high ticket offers like that is a bit of a change. So I imagine there had to be a lot of growth happening between those two points. Um, What would you say, if we could like boil it down, what would you say would be like the turning point from when you went from like, I'm going to do this instead. Like what made you make that switch?
1: So for me, it was like, after I had a lot of success with what I was doing before I got a lot of messages, a lot of inquiries from people asking me to like coach them or teach them what I was doing. Uh, And I did it for free for like a few months uh, just because I didn't know how to charge for it. I'd never created my own high ticket offer before. So I was like, you know, I guess people just do this for free. Um, And I didn't know that was (laughs) like an actual thing, like coaching was an actual thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But after like a month and a half of doing it for free, somebody was like, you should really be charging for this. Like, this is super valuable. And the people I was teaching for free were getting results. Um, So I ended up like looking into coaching, found a coach who actually taught how to like start a coaching program, paid him a ton of money, uh, and then launched my coaching business the month, like the week after. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the beginning, it was just teaching what I knew really well, which was sales and and high ticket sales, especially because I'd been doing that in the corporate world for seven years. Yeah. Um, so I was like, let me just teach people this skill set, and then maybe a little bit of copywriting, which I was decent at, uh, and messaging, and that grew over time into like, you know, me hiring these other coaches, learning everything from them, uh, and implementing it all into my own program, and, and kind of repackaging it in my own way, because I, I I didn't want to like teach anything that I just understood in theory. So I, I would implement first, see if it worked. If it worked, great, teach it to my students. If it didn't work, You'd be like, well, they say it works, but I didn't get any results of that. So I'm yeah. not going to teach you. <laughs> yeah. You know.
0: And that's really the way that it, that it should be done. Um, so that's, that's awesome that you've, you've do that for your own people. Um, you know, cause we're, we, when we hire someone, we, you know, to a certain degree, depending on what they're actually, if they're a coach, let's say specifically for coaches, yeah. if we're hiring them to help us do something. We definitely expect them to have done it before themselves. Right. <laughs>
1: Unfortunately, that's not the case. Unfortunately, <laughs> but,
0: it's not. <laughs> um, so switching over to high ticket offers, you were helping people get these results. Um, what did you notice then? Is there like, do you have like um, a framework that you follow that you help them yeah. to follow for for creating their high ticket offers and, and launching it? And what does that look like?
1: Yeah, it's definitely, it, it, it is bit of a framework uh, as far as figuring out what to teach, how to package uh, the offer and the messaging and everything. Um, Most people, when they think of creating a high ticket program, they're mostly focused on the information part of it. Like they want to make sure they have a a clean process, that they just provide a bunch of videos to their students and overload them with as much content as possible. Uh, And they forget about the transformation part. And you know, most people, when they buy these programs, the reason that you know, courses have such a low success rate is because it's just information and there's no transformation on the person themselves. They're still the same person that they were before they entered the program when they leave it. And that's why, you know, a lot of those courses don't really have, you know, big success stories unless they have like crazy amounts of students going through it and then they trickle out like 20 or 30 Mm -hmm. big successes. Um, So when when I was learning all this stuff, I realized that you know, the process, the information, and the, and like the accountability side of things was, was like foundational. But what really created the transformation was, you know, helping people with their, with their stories that they had in their own heads about, you know, kind of why, why they're, why they're struggling to implement what we're teaching and then helping them get over that stuff. And And I started including some of the mindset stuff, some of the, um, the actual belief stuff and the objections handling stuff because when people join high ticket programs sometimes the coach if they're the one doing the sales call they think the, the objections and the struggles stop when they enroll in reality they actually go up because people not only object to joining but once they've joined they object to implementing they object to you know taking action they object to watching the videos or to showing up on calls there's always objections and struggles that you're that you're going to have to get over mm-hmm. So I started including that that kind of stuff in the actual programs themselves by by having a mindset call, you know, most people think mindset calls are BS, Nobody needs a mindset coach. (laughs) But, you know, at the end of the day, that's the one thing that's going to help somebody go from not taking action to taking action, you know, or or implementing not implementing to implementing Mm -hmm. So as far as the framework goes any high ticket program should be just as focused on transformational content as they are on informational content and that's how you increase the success rate of students.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think because you and I are in this world and we've hired coaches, And have done, you know, you're obviously a coach. I did a little bit of coaching when I did a beta program. Mm -hmm. It's like, we, it's kind of like, duh, of course you have to help people with their mindset, but I can see how people would be like, I don't really want to do that. I know even with Steve Larson, when he was doing one funnel away stuff, he's like, I did not want to do mindset. That's not why I wanted to be part of this. And then he's like, but I have to, because that's where everyone gets stuck. So it's like, they kind of have to go hand in hand. If you're going to be coaching somebody through something, Mindset's just part of the game. Even you know, yeah. look at sports. People are, yeah. you know, sports team coaches. They have to help the players with, with mindset too. It's just yeah it's kind of like it's,
1: well, it's yeah, an obviously. emotional journey. If if it if if the process is actually working and people are are working themselves through it and then they've invested a lot of money into it, the mindset stuff is like is gonna be super important because it's a super emotional journey. You know, when you buy a low ticket offer, it's not really an emotional thing because you you spent a little bit of money, you make it back next week, whatever, who cares? Yeah. You know, when you spend, you know, for example, my last coaching program, the group coaching program I was running was $7,500. Mm-hmm. And, and it was me and like five other coaches and Alex and I were leading it. Alex Elliott and I were leading mm-hmm. it. And we had some other coaches in there. Um, So the value was very high. What we charged was very high, but people still needed help with the mindset. So we had, we literally hired a psychotherapist for a Saturday call that people would show up to, to kind of help with the, emo- the emotional hurdles of going through such a transformational experience. And thankfully because of her and because we had somebody who was a professional at that, mm-hmm. helping them with it, like our show up rate to calls was 60% or higher on every call, which was great because we yeah. had six calls a week. You know, it was, it was intense.
0: Yeah, that is intense. That's a lot of calls to commit uh, to. So that's a yeah. great, a great number. And I love that you guys reached out to somebody to bring them in. You kind of recognize like, you know what, this may not be our expertise right now. Let's just bring yeah. someone in that's actually going to be able to help and serve them where they need it.
1: Yeah, I think I think at the beginning if you're starting a coaching program or you want to get into the space, like focus on what you do best and only teach that. But once you once you start having some of that income coming in and you got, you know, a, a little bit of saved up, hire other coaches to come in and teach specialty like i'm good at sales but i did not want to teach sales because i didn't really have frameworks for sales i just Mm -hmm. had a process that i go through and it was personal so we hired a sales coach and Mm -hmm. they taught sales i'm okay at copywriting but i don't really have frameworks i just kind of type what's in my mind so we hired a copywriting coach you know like we got people that were better than us at, at things so that we could just focus on our zone of genius and they could focus on theirs and that you know like i said that like that increases the value of the program. It takes stuff off your plate too, which is great because now you're increasing the value you can charge more, but now you're doing less work. Mm-hmm. And the work that you're doing is work that you actually enjoy and that you're really good at and you enjoy teaching. Uh, and then you got the stuff that you're not that good at, other people taking care of and they enjoy it and they're having fun and they're not, you know, they're not having to teach 70 different things They can just yeah. focus on the one.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like how to, how to do it, right? is partner up with people, make, be able to share the revenue.
1: Yeah. yeah. share
0: Revenue make help, help your people more by doing that. And, and I think that's a really great way to create those, you know, those right wing fans, those loyal customers is by not, not trying to be all of the things.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So for, for these high ticket offers, I know that you're really, really big on organic marketing. Can you give us some tips on, How to organic market for a high-ticket offer?
1: Uh, I think the content around doing high-ticket offers has to be focused on shifting beliefs and changing perspective um, for the people that are in your audience because you can't just go out there and put out an offer post and expect people to give you $5,000 or or whatever, you know, a big amount of money. You really have to... Warm them up over time and that, like the the few things that people hate the most are like things taking time and things being hard to do
0: mm-hmm.
1: in reality creating a high ticket offer and 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 trying to do it on your own is very hard to do and it takes a lot of time because you don't know if your message is going to resonate you don't even know if you've built the right audience you know or if you're it, maybe you have the right audience but what you're saying isn't resonating with them because that's not the way that they receive information it's not the content they want to see so this stuff takes testing to do um but as far as like creating the content out there it's it's going to be more stories than everything um more of you showing up transparently uh and and being willing to share your journey and showing them that you've taken those first steps that they're still afraid to take now like i wasn't able to charge as much as i charged until i bought a thirty thousand dollar coaching program yeah you know, like if, and this is, the, this same thing happened with one of my students actually. Um, Cause in their mind, they'd only ever sold offers up to $500 and never anything more. And they already had a two comic club award. They had already done a oh, wow. million dollars in a funnel, Yeah. but they did it with low ticket items. Mm-hmm. And so we were just having a conversation, just kind of catching up, you know, I was figuring out what they, what they were doing. And they were like, how do I work with you? And I was like, uh, I have a coaching program. It's at that point, it was like 3k. I was like, it's 3000. They're like, great. Where do I pay you? I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> like I, I want to give you money so I can learn how to charge as much as you charge. Cause you're filling out your programs. How do I do that with mine? And I was like, I wasn't even at six figures yet. And they were, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I was but like, I don't, this makes no to sense do. to <laughs> me. Yeah. This makes no sense to me, but I was doing what they wanted to do, you know? So and they had a much bigger audience. They had all this stuff going for them. I was still at like a thousand Facebook group members. They were at like 6,000. Um, so I was like, this makes no sense. But then I realized <laughs> when I asked them after, cause after they paid me, I, I, they say, don't do this in sales. Like don't ask them why they bought. Cause it's like, you might convince them to not buy yeah. if you do that. But I was like, I'm confused. Why are <laughs> you paying me 3k to like join my coaching program? And they're like, cause I've never paid this much for anything. So I don't feel right charging anybody this much. And it's why I've never raised my prices. So I want to know how you run your program. I want to see the inner workings and I'd like to learn from you on how to do this. And then like I brought them in, they already had a ton of foundation set with their big group and big following. And they built a lot of trust and credibility. We came out with a 6k offer and they did like a hundred K that month. That's awesome. And like, so it was just about, you know, teaching people kind of how to raise their prices and being the first one to do that, you know, and and I think you got to share that in your content. You know, you you can't really teach people how to climb the mountain until you've already been to the peak Mm -hmm. yourself and then you can guide them up there. Um, And that like that kind of content seems to do the best after you've got that out there though, after you've built that kind of trust and credibility and likability with your audience, then it's just about booking calls. Um, so once, once you've built that, that likability over time without making any calls to action, like I didn't pitch anything on my profile or my group for a long time.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, I just kind of put value out there. Once I did have a call to action to hop on a call with me, I never really faced any objections for, I don't, I don't think I've ever faced a real objection other than like, I got to sleep on it for a day. And whenever somebody says something like that, I'm like, great, sleep on it. Of course, you know, do what you got to do. I'll talk to you tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and is that because the not facing many objections once you did put out a call to action, is that because all of your content was already overcoming all of those objections that they would have had and they've just it's, been following you?
1: It's a little bit of that. Yeah. I think building up that that trust beforehand w- mm-hmm. with like my profile and my group um, had a lot to do with it, but also when I actually hop on calls with people, I have... I think it's been a little over a year that I've actually made an offer on a call. I, there's like, there's no point in the call where I go into a pitch
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I, funny enough, I got um, one of my new students, Blake, he, he just signed up to work with me one-on-one on the call with him. It was just straight up strategy. All we talked about was like how to, how to create his offer and and do what he's wanting to do. He's already at 10 K a month. We're kind of trying to zone it in and make it just one offer instead of four. Yeah um and when we got to like the hour mark in the call because we were just diving deep for this whole time he's like dude how do i work with you because i want to keep doing this <laughs> and i was like do you mind if i tell you like you know well, you can work with me one-on-one or i can put you in my group program and he was like i want to work with you one-on-one like what does that cost i told him he's like okay he's like let me figure out if i can afford it and let's get started like i think he was going to sign up on like today actually on the first <laughs> but he ended up signing up up on tuesday And on Tuesday, cause he just messaged me. He's like, dude, I don't want to wait until Thursday. Can I just pay you today? Like I got the money, let me just pay you. I was like, all right, cool. Sent him a Stripe link, got on a call. Um, And then he's like, how did you do that? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, how did you get me to ask you to work with you (laughs) without making a pitch? And I was like, this is what I do. This is my call structure. And I was like, it's just about providing value and asking the right questions. Mm -hmm. And if you do that part, if you do that right, you never have to pitch. You never have to actually sell. People just ask to work with you if it's a good fit. And he was like, send me that Send that over to me. And so I sent it over to him. He had a call later that evening. He ended up getting on a call with somebody and they did the same thing to him <laughs> that he did to me. They were like, dude, how do I work with you? What does it cost? He, he told them he made an offer for like 3K. And they're like, oh man, I don't have the money. He's like, but I feel so bad. Like you provided me so much value on this call. Can I pay you for this call at least? He's like, I've never had somebody like ask to give me money when I wasn't (laughs) asking for money, you know? And so it's, it's building that trust beforehand, Mm -hmm. hopping on calls with people that have already been warmed up and then just providing value in the right way on the call where you never actually have to pitch. And that's why I don't deal with objections because I am never actually selling them on anything. Mm -hmm. They sell themselves during the call. They're like, dude, I want to work with this guy. This is amazing. I'm getting so much clarity. Um, and i think that's that's one of the biggest things that i learned from uh from one of one of my coaches which which was to have actual strategy calls
0: mm-hmm.
1: that aren't masquerading themselves as strategy calls but they're actually sales calls like right. actually have a strategy call
0: so it, do you act so you're having a strategy call and you do like a, sorry i'm like totally interested in this cuz i do sales calls all the time <laughs>
1: yeah
0: um you have a strategy call that is free.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: you're just like, oh, let's go on a strategy call. And Sometimes then I you
1: charge for them. <laughs> sp- like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you totally could. I mean, if you're <laughs> doing strategy calls and then you, um, so you give, do. You, let's talk about like what and how, right. Let's go to Russell Brunson language of yeah. like, you know, giving them the what versus giving them the how. Do you give them a lot of the how on these strategy
1: calls? I think f- so. There's, for somebody actually trying to solve a big problem, you're never going to be able to give enough how on the call because it's such a short time frame. Yeah. But I do give like, like I don't take them down the entire path of, of how to get from A to B. I just Mm -hmm. show them the map. and Dust off what they can't see. Yeah. I'm like, here's, here's where you are. Here's where you want to go. And there's a million ways to get there. It's not just my way. Like that's, that's the other thing I make Mm -hmm. very apparent to them is like, you don't have to go with me. I'm not the only choice for this. There's a million other people teaching the same stuff. Yeah. Um, And when you do that kind of like when you let them know that there's no pressure at all, it, it eases up. It brings down defenses where they're not like, "Uh, uh, I don't know, you know? Mm -hmm. And, And at that point I show them the path, I give them the steps along that path. And I'm like, you can either walk this alone and figure it out and try to you know do it with either free information on the internet or my other content or we can just work together and it never even gets to that point because they're like can you just help me do this and i'm like yeah of course
0: <laughs> right
1: you know and, and that's yeah. so the what is easy to find out i actually have six questions that i use on on almost every sales call um the what hurts like what pain are you trying to solve right now yeah if nothing hurts there's no reason like then the, why are we on this call like what are you mm-hmm. actually trying to do what do you really want, which is all about figuring out not just the, I want to make 10 K a month. Like, what do you really want to do with that, with that 10 K? Like, what is, why is that? Are you just arbitrarily picking 10 K because everybody else says 10 (laughs) K
0: or do you have a reason for it? Mm
1: -hmm. Um, What's the cost if nothing changes? So figuring out like, if you just continue on the path that you're on now, what does your life look like a year from now? Um, Most people on that question, like, at the beginning, when I asked it, I, I, I would take the first answer or so, and then I, we would move on. Mm-hmm. And then I realized like that's doing them a disservice because I'm letting them just sit on like the surface level,
0: yeah. you
1: know, costs. And instead I'd be like, what else? You know, or well, what does that mean? And letting them go deeper and deeper because there really is a cost to nothing changes. Like if somebody doesn't change their diet and they're eating unhealthy, like what's the cost? Oh, I'm going to keep gaining weight. Okay. But what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Well, then I'm, I'm not going to have energy. What does that mean? That means that when I, when my kid grows up, I'm not going to be able to play with them. What does that lead to? Well, they're probably not going to love me, you know, or they're not going to be, it's not going to be as fun for them to be around me. And I'm not going to get to enjoy doing all these things. Like there's, there's real costs that come down the line. Yeah. And then we go into like all the why questions, which are like, you know, Mm -hmm. why is this important to you? Why do you want to do this now? And they're not it's not really a strategy it's just like Mm -hmm. these are the most important questions to ask because they reveal the the real reasons of why they're on the strategy call
0: right Um, yeah it's just about understanding really truly understanding their situation and really understanding what they're trying to achieve and then you give them the okay here's if you work with me here's how i'm going to help you get to that that you're trying to get to
1: yeah i I just like I, i just tell them like. Whether you work with me or not, here's how you get there, yeah, you know, and then if they want to work with me great um the 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 crazy thing about like asking those questions and actually providing value on the call is my close rate went before I started implementing these frameworks. It went from like thirty percent, which is great. like if you can close thirty percent of calls good. you get on yeah. one out of every three you're you're doing amazing yeah, it went from thirty to over seventy five
0: that's awesome within that's, a month that's great. You know yeah uh
1: which was nuts because like i showed up to every call very confident and never needy of you know wanting to close somebody into any of my programs because i knew if it was a good fit they they'd work with me and if it wasn't that's fine yeah that's cool (laughs) yeah
0: that's awesome so there so we've talked about um how to you know make how to create your high ticket offer and what a lot of people are not doing when they're creating like a coaching program. And then you gave us some tips on actually how to market it and then how to sell it. So I think we touched on like broadly (laughs) on all of the areas that people need to get started, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, which is so cool. So Mario, I know that um, you've got, let's see, you've got a Facebook group, which Mm -hmm. can you tell everybody what that one is called?
1: Well, currently it's called High Ticket CEOs, but I changed the name of it like I
0: every <laughs> few months. <laughs> Which is why so, I asked you what it's called.
1: <laughs> just add me on Facebook. That never changes and you'll find out what the group name is, if, yeah. depending on when you're watching this.
0: <laughs> Go add Mario on Facebook. We'll put the link to his profile down in the show notes, but you can just search his name, Mario Pai. And then also we're going to put a link down there. Um, you of course can just connect with Mario on Facebook, but um, if you want to book, a call with Mario and learn from him and get some of his strategy genius uh, for your own business. Then we'll also put a link to his calendar. You can go book a call with him or go connect with him on Facebook. Um, nice. Yeah. So I think that's that like wraps it up. Mario, thank you so much for being on here with us and helping me to like do this whole like full circle. I I don't think, I don't know if people know this. Um, you told me when we met at Funnel Hacking Live, we got to actually meet in person, finally. Yeah, that was and awesome. and you were like, Susan, you were the first person that ever ever interviewed me. And I was like, What? <laughs> no way. <You> yeah. <laughs> and and I thought that was so cool. And so, you know, as as uh, things went on and and about a month or so ago, I reached out to Mario again and I was like, you know what? I need to have you back on because so much has changed and I think that's so cool that um, you know. I can have you back on the show. So I appreciate yeah, you coming this is back awesome. on.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It was wonderful to, to reconnect and chat again.